0: welcome back to the return of what do you want to watch it's been over a month but david and i are finally back we're going to be talking about the things that we watched including the nba finals kenobi and miss marvel and later on we'll be talking about the issues with fandom and current culture it's good to be back it's good to be here and so let's just jump right into it let's do it let's do it come on All right, first up we have NBA Finals talk. Um, so last night was game five. Uh, just for full transparency purposes, I am a Warriors fan, so if you hear Warriors bias, that would be why. Um, but David, what were your impressions of this game? Um, This, honestly, like, because you know,
1: I think it was against the Grizzlies, didn't they, they blew a big lead. and. When I honestly I turned it on about a couple minutes in and like already I was like, Oh, this team looks different tonight. Like Mm -hmm. not only did the Warriors look different, but like the Celtics looked much different than what we've seen And honestly, kinda as a not a fan of either, I was like, I think this game's over. Like really the whole night, the Warriors really had control, you know, coming out of half that third quarter, which is usually the Warriors strength, Celtics didn't make a run, but besides that I was like Dude, Chase Center is hopping, and the Warriors are just feeling good. That so, is true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I think this game was the opposite of, like, what I expected and what I thought everything was going to happen going into mm-hmm. it. First of all, it starts with Draymond scoring. <laughs> like, Draymond had, I think, what six points in the first quarter, eight points at half, which for Draymond this series was, like, might as well have been a 40-point game. Yeah, and he finished he with eight won. points. <laughs> And Brown was the Celtics' most consistent scorer before this point. He finished with only 18 points on five for 18 shooting. He had five turnovers. And that was the other thing is what you're talking about is it just felt different. The Warriors had seven turnovers. The Celtics had 18. That's incredible. That was it. That's, That's the game right there. I think they said on the broadcast, 16 is the magic number for the Celtics. They've only won one playoff game this year when they've had 16 or more turnovers. Wow. And they crossed that threshold. And, I mean, if you look at it, Field goal percentage, Warriors 46, Celtics 41. Three-point percentage, Warriors 22, Bad. Celtics 34. Yeah. You know, the Celtics only shot 67% from the line, but they got to the line way more often than the Warriors. had double the amount of free throws the Warriors had. And they also had 12 less fouls. Celtics only had 16 fouls. Warriors had 28 fouls. But all of that stuff didn't matter because the Celtics couldn't keep control of the ball.
1: Yeah. Well, when I look at the stat line, I mean, really... <laughs> Besides, like, the field goal percentage and maybe a couple other stats, Celtics led in rebounds. They shot much better three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have nearly as many fouls. But I think the big thing for me is the seven turnovers. In an entire game, mm-hmm. like, that's – I think that's – I mean, I don't I don't pay attention to NBA, like, an, an insane amount. But I think just for a basketball game, to have seven turnovers in an entire game – Oh, yeah, game, that's insane. That's insane. And, uh, and I think really – I mentioned this in the group chat – maybe 2 games ago like the warriors shoot them in this, themselves in the foot with turnovers like oh absolutely they can make up for you know and you know 29% threes or whatever it is Draymond playing terrible but when they have like 26 turnovers like yeah no wonder they're they're not doing well because they keep just fumbling the ball right. every possession
0: right and the warriors even their best teams even the you know the 2015 2016 teams um, and the teams with KD, they've always had this turnover issue. Mm-hmm. They always get too cute with the ball. They always, you know, are trying to. It's sometimes where you just like take the open three, quit trying to make the extra pass to keep the highlight reel going, like just take the shot. And that was something that they didn't have tonight. Uh, and a lot of it, I think has to do with the ball. Wasn't moving around as much because Curry was not hitting mm-hmm. shots. seven. He finished seven for 22 on the night, 16 points coming off that insane insane 43 and 10 game in game four um and yeah i mean curry is curry so he's going to affect the defense even when he's out there and not shooting well because he had two or three guys and credit to the celtics their defense on him was insane they were face guarding him at half court he wasn't getting open looks really all night and he wasn't he wasn't even close on most Mm -hmm. of his attempts but that necessitated somebody to step up, and that person that stepped up was Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. This is the Andrew Wiggins game.
1: Yeah. Well, they had to be infuriated. They're like, bet. We finally got Curry contained. He didn't hit a three for the first time in 233 games, I think, including yeah, regular season. Yeah, it was like since
0: 2018.
1: And it's like, bet. All right, we got this game. And then Andrew Wiggins just comes out, and dude just can't miss, and he's at every board and just completely takes over the game.
0: Yeah, I, I – Wiggins could not hit a 3 all night but it didn't matter cuz every time he go went to the rim he was getting whatever he wanted. Yeah. I mean that fourth quarter it seemed like I think three possessions in a row he just took his man drove to the hole and got a layup easy. Yeah. He had and 12
1: field goals. He was 13 this is boards. exactly
0: Yeah, this is exactly what people wanted from him. This is what Andrew Wiggins should be doing. He should be slashing to the rim. He's an athletic forward who was one of the worst rebounding guys in mm-hmm. his size in the league before he got to the warriors and now that he's had back-to-back double-digit rebound games and double, doubles, double right? doubles yeah for only the i think the second time in his career and to do that in the nba finals it's yeah. just crazy is this why the warriors
1: but, drafted him What what we're seeing right now
0: well they didn't draft him. minnesota drafted him. this is why they oh, that's right yes
1: that's right that's right
0: this is exactly i think this is and Curry even admitted in the postgame that he didn't expect him to be this good. But mm-hmm. when you look at the alternative, they traded uh, Russell for Wiggins in a pick, and the pick turned into Kaminga. So, I mean, th- with Russell, they they was just a guy that would not work in the system. Mm-hmm. He was a ball-dominant guard when a system that does not do ball-dominant guards besides Steph Curry, you yeah. know, and, and it's about movement and about slashing, and that's not D'Angelo Russell's strength. And they got the trade, and that was it. So I hate to do the – did the Warriors win or did the Celtics lose? Mm. But do you feel like this was a game that the Warriors took from the Celtics? Or do you feel like this is a game the Celtics gave up?
1: See, this is tough for me because, like, right, we see the previous um, four games of the Celtics, and then we see their first quarter, and we're like, oh, they just had an off night. Like, they just lost that one. But, like, how do we not Mm -hmm. know that, like – I know that's something Andrew Wiggins has significantly improved on is his defense. Draymond mm-hmm. isn't a hothead tonight. He's actually composed. Like, how do we know that the Warriors' defense didn't really just kind of stun the Celtics' three-point shooting in that first quarter? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I don't think you can have that excuse in the finals. I think the team that wins, like, wins the game. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, they blew that. Yeah, I see that. I think yeah. they made a run in the third quarter and were down four points. They Celtics easily could have won this game, and they they, they didn't. So I think mm-hmm. the Warriors just outright played well. And Klay Thompson, I think, is slowly figuring it out. He's We're seeing more yeah, consistency. Points again, highest three-point percentage uh, mm-hmm. in the last three games that we've seen out of him. So, I don't know. I think the Warriors just played well, and I played. I thought they played consistently well all four quarters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was that stretch, obviously, in the third quarter where they were struggling, and it, I think it went four minutes without a basket, which is – longest time the Warriors I think mm-hmm. uh, that I can remember went without a basket but also the Celtics they came out What did they hit eight threes in a row I think yeah. in that third quarter it was something not crazy hitting any in the yeah. first half like it it's was not like insane. the Warriors
1: were bad it's just they were hit, missing open shots and the Celtics just were kind of on a run there you know
0: yeah and then that cooled down I think the difference also in this game was the Celtics bench did nothing you know, Grant Williams was not really that much. Not that effective. He was chirping with Draymond. He was trying to get in people's heads, but he wasn't doing much. Derek White looked afraid to shoot the ball. Yeah. And, and then Pritchard, he benched him. <laughs> yeah. And then Pritchard, who I Pritchard seems like the most up and down guy to me for their bench. He was down. He was down this game. I mean, that first possession, he comes curling around to shoot a baseline jumper, and he steps out of bounds. And mm-hmm. it seemed like from then on, he was just out of the out of the flow of the game. So, well,
1: looking here, he 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 got five minutes of play. He missed three threes. Five minutes of play, and then he he didn't play the rest of the night.
0: Yeah, and he's a guy that you know comes up, especially in that those home games, comes up big for them. Like it seems like he's always the one hitting dagger threes. We're like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. We didn't fly out on Peyton Pritchard, and now he's hitting a baseline three to go up nine or something with three minutes left in the game, but no, I, just, I don't know. And Brown and Tatum, you know, Tatum at 27, but I I was afraid every time Tatum took a step back three, because it felt like in the second half he was hitting everything. But Oh, every they were beautiful. I will this,
1: say he's got a beautiful kind of one-two move, step back, and, and
0: shot. I will and say that. And that's his bread and butter. Every mm-hmm. time he drove to the basket, I was thankful, because yeah. he was driving in to help, and I felt like Wiggins couldn't stop him. And Brown was – you know he had five turnovers five for 18 from the field and he's been their best player in the series without yeah. a doubt so yeah.
1: uh, Nathan this is interesting and I don't pay attention to this stat enough so you just tell me if this is pretty significant but uh for the five Celtics starters on the plus minus were minus Tatum minus 13 Horford ni- minus 19 Brown minus 19 and Smart minus 9 so if i'm correct if i'm correct is it when they're on the court That plus or minus
0: the way that plus or minus is evaluated is like when you're on the court, does your team win or lose against the other team? So let's say that Steph Curry plays the entire first quarter and the Warriors are up by eight at the end of the first quarter, Steph would have a plus eight, but when he comes back in the second quarter, let's say the Celtics go on an eight Oh run, then Steph Curry would be at even plus minus if he was on the floor for that. Okay. So that's how that works. It can be deceiving sometimes. because, I mean, they did lose. So it's like true. everybody's probably going to have a negative plus minus, but it can tell you that sometimes it's, I think plus minus is super effective when you look at bench guys, Got you. because if you're looking at a guy that comes up off the bench and they're not winning against the second teamers, that's a problem. Mm. Um, yeah, but that is that. I mean, when nobody's in the positive, you know, that's not good. I think Marcus Smart was probably the most effective player they had in the game. Mm-hmm. It was clear that they could not afford to not have him on the court and have Derek White instead.
1: Yeah, when he got um, there, there towards the end, he kind of started getting heated, and I think he kind of lost his composure there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they were again. Draymond gets more leeway than everybody else. Draymond got fouled out of this game, but he yells and screams and argues with everybody and i think that sometimes other players get unfairly lit with that but marcus smart was flopping all over the dang place Mm -hmm. and then was getting mad about calls and there were some bad calls but there were bad calls on both sides and you can't tell me that the game was rigged for the warriors when they had 28 fouls and the celtics had 16. exactly i think that the the series officiating has been super inconsistent, though, because sometimes they do the let them play thing, and other times somebody gets touched and there's mm-hmm. a foul. And...
1: Well, I-, I thought they were right to challenge that last green- Draymond Green foul because I didn't think that was a foul. And I, didn't, no, I-, I, I, I especially didn't either. think, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, refs know, especially in college too, if this is their fifth or sixth final foul, it's going to have to be a pretty legit foul for them to kick him out of the game. Yeah,
0: it can't be ticky-tack. And, and-
1: I-, I thought that was pretty ticky-tack for me.
0: Well, and then you had right before that, the whole Jordan Poole, he doesn't even, Marcus Smart didn't even touch him. No. And he flopped immediately. And like as a ref, you know, you didn't call when Marcus Smart flopped on the other end, whenever Clay Thompson drove into him and then hit that three, how are you going to call the Jordan Poole foul? Like you got to be consistent. And I think that's what people are getting frustrated with. All right. So that's, that's that's enough of the game five recap to say, but let's talk about the series as a whole. How have you felt just watching it in terms of enjoyment level the series has been?
1: Oh, I've I, I really actually enjoyed it a lot. I think it's been you you'll know this. When's the last time the Warriors were in the finals?
0: Uh, there would be two thousand and nineteen. So I think when they played the Raptors.
1: That's right. Ooh. Um just Especially, I think, seeing Curry, like, if they win this, Curry wins finals MVP. I think everybody can mm-hmm. assume that. So I think just mm-hmm. seeing that and, like, people knowing that and sitting sitting in that, like, no matter who you cheer for, no matter how much you hate the Warriors, there's a part of you that, like, respects Curry's game. And even Dwayne Wade said it, like, this freak of an athlete deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore of NBA basketball just because of how he has mm-hmm. changed the game, how people play, and... and for him to just drop 43 and 10 as a 34 year old and the way he did it, like that's just been so entertaining to watch. And I'm not yeah. even like a Warriors fan, but I'm like screaming when Curry just does this out of this world move. Cause it's like, man, how in the world does he consistently do that? Not even just do that, but consistently do that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, even when game five is a slump game, but you know, the he's just the, I think he's the most electric player in sports in that, Whenever he does something, you're just mesmerized. And I think that this basketball has so for so long been dominated by big athletic guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the people that put us in awe are the people who are normally dunking over everybody and doing things like that. And the fact that Steph Curry has made like shooting threes like the coolest thing Mm -hmm. and watching basketball, like I go way, it's way cooler for me to see Steph Curry, you know, hit a contested tough three than for me to see somebody dunk on somebody else like as a Warriors fan if Wiggins Mm -hmm. posterizes someone that's great if Steph hits a contested three over somebody that's even better do you think for like the first time in
1: NBA history like it is more desired and like a cooler sight to see Curry hit a three than to see like a poster dunk
0: yeah I think that that's probably been since like 2015 that's been like after that initial 14 season whatever the Warriors kind of like you know, came onto the scene and immediately started like winning a lot and people started paying attention. That was Curry's first MVP season. That was great. But I think since like 2015, whenever he hit 400 threes in a season, you know, every time you're holding your breath and uh, other, other teams are cheering, you Mm -hmm. know, other, uh, you go to a a game and every time Curry hits like a cool three, the other team's fan base is cheering now, not in the finals, but Mm -hmm. you know, even in like a Lakers game, if Steph hits a cool three over LeBron, all Lakers fans are going crazy too. It's like, wow, respect. That was really crazy, you know? Yeah, he's so universal in that Mm -hmm. way. And he's getting a lot of respect from players. But I think that, you know, uh, the knock on him has been the finals MVP thing. And if they can pull out this series, then that won't be a knock anymore. But I'd just like to say, Andre Godal did not deserve that finals MVP that he got. It is a sham award that he got. Because he didn't shut LeBron down. LeBron averaged over 30 points a game in that finals. Mm. Steph had like one bad half. Um, because Matthew Delvedova was playing out of his mind on defense. Delvadova had to go to the hospital afterwards to get IV fluids because guarding Steph Curry is so difficult. Wow. Um, and then Steph ended up averaging like twenty-six and eight, I think that series or something. So that he should have won that. But the knock has been he needed help. He can't do it by himself. Well, he's thirty-four years old playing against two the Two of the most talented young guys in the league right now, and he's he's playing better. He's outplaying both of them. He's literally the so, reason
1: that this team is here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, unquestioned. Game one, 50%, uh, three-point percentage, 34 points. Game two, 41%, 29 points. Game three, 54%, 31 points. Game four, 50% on the three, 43 points. And he even, I mean, he still dropped 16 points, eight assists, three three mm-hmm. boards, like. 34, 29, 31,
0: 43. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, he was 0 for 9 from 3 uh, tonight, which is his bread and butter. So, and, and they still found a way to win. And he still, I mean, I say it again, every time that he's cutting out to the three-point line... Everybody on the Celtics is paying attention, which is mm-hmm. why Gary Payton can cut to the basket. It's why Andrew Wiggins can slash into a lane, and there's not a bunch of help defenders coming over. It's why Draymond Green, if he could make those floaters, would be deadly because everybody's worried about Steph. Yeah, everybody's worried about Steph. Yeah. he just opens the floor up.
1: The, the fan in All the right. back corner of this arena is worried about Steph.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're a when you're a Celtics fan, I, you always just judge. I think by what you don't want the other team to do. So as a Warriors fan, I hate, I hate when Steph Curry is guarding Jalen Brown. Mm. And I pray that Jalen Brown decides to take a jumper. I pray that, Mm. because if he doesn't and he decides to cut to the basket, Steph's gonna need help, and then he can lob over the top to Robert Williams. I guarantee every Celtics fan hates when Steph Curry catches the ball with even a little bit of airspace on the three-point line. Hates it. Would rather him pass out, would rather Looney cut to the basket and have a one-on-one, would rather anything else. Mm. Um, What do you think wins this series?
1: Because it's back at the Celtics, and then it finishes at the Warriors?
0: If they need it. So 3-2 Warriors, game six is in Boston, and then if necessary, game seven will be back at the Chase Center in San Francisco.
1: Dude, I don't know. Because I'll be honest, like I think game one and two, I I, wasn't able to watch the whole game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this game uh, Monday night was like the first time that I didn't – Think the Warriors were like scrapping or like uh, keeping their head above water, like yeah, like I feel like yeah, obviously the two games they dropped and then like that game that tied it two to two they were struggling, but like for the first time they came out like actually like a confident like dominating basketball team, and th- that's kind of how I've seen like and that that could be wrong, but I just feel like mm-hmm. for the first time they were like not just struggling to stay above water like they came out and mm-hmm. just kicked the Celtics in the mouth. So if this is the team we see, they're gonna win. In game six. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think. I, maybe you could say game one. I mean, they they did lead most of game one okay. and lost it in the fourth. But that was really back and forth. Um, I felt like they were commanding in the first half. But the second half, I started to get scared because, I don't know, they started to do this stupid thing. And they missed a dagger three in the third quarter that if they made, I think that game was over. Mm. Um, but, yeah, ever since then, I felt like the games even we pulled out. Even – you know, game four with that amazing Steph performance was still like a, if Steph Curry doesn't hit five for six threes down the stretch of that game, we're going to lose. Like yeah. we needed everything from him to win yeah. because nothing else was working. So I don't know. I, I quite honestly think the Celtics take game six. Yeah. I think we're back for a game seven. Cause I Boston's is gnarly. The Celtics losing. It's loud. So I, I just don't see him losing three in a row. This team is, yeah. his team has been really solid bouncing back from losses Um, and I think they're going to come in pissed off and what they did against Steph worked. Now, will it work again? I don't know. I think you, I, Steph's going to make a three in the next game. I don't think he scores 16 points. I don't think he goes for under 25 probably, Mm -hmm. but he, they lost games where he scored 30. So I don't know. I think the Celtics take the next one, but I, I think the warriors will take the series.
1: Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. And I said that before the game in our group chat again, I was like, I think winning that game was huge to tie it up, and now they'll be back home, and I think that's going to significantly help them. Um, and it did because it was very loud. And I, don't, I think also kind of with this, the stuff that's happened with this, the fan base of the Celtics mm-hmm. and the Warriors haven't appreciated that, like, they've got to be careful because I think they, they got in their heads. I think they were pretty rattled and bothered by it with the chants mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll, I'll be curious to see if like po- pregame they'll get affected by that and that will affect kind of how they play.
0: Yeah, the only person that and game four, Steph didn't seem bothered by it, but everybody else still seemed bothered by it. Yeah. I think Steph was mad about it and just wanted to prove something, but it seemed like, you know, Draymond and Clay were were still kind of Either trying too hard to get back at the crowd or something, yeah. and you don't want you don't want the players to be playing against the crowd yeah. ever. I don't want Draymond to be focused on what the people in the stands are saying. I want Draymond to care about what's going on in the court. And anytime you pull his focus away, that's where we start to get in trouble. So, exactly. Yeah, I think I think that we could see. I this Boston crowd is going to be insane for Game Six. It's going to be loud in that building, and, if and it, it has not to hitting, be. They're losing. Yeah, it has
1: to be loud, and yeah. I think it will be.
0: Oh yeah. And Steph is the only one that can silence that. And if he's not hitting, I think it's over here.
1: What's them, what's so? What is comforting though, as a Warriors fan, for you is like Steph has been here dozens of times, and he knows how to prepare. He knows how he has to prepare yeah. for this environment, and for this game. So that is comforting. I feel like as a veteran and a, mm-hmm. a player like him is like he knows what he has to do, you know. And it's now we'll see if the other four guys on his team can mm-hmm. can help him, you know.
0: And not to jinx it, but we do get an opportunity to see game sick Clay Thompson, who has historically been one of the most insane. You know, it started the legend started with the OKC when Clay hit like the playoff record for threes and was just absolutely hitting insane shots to get us back in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we get game six Clay. Game six Clay even showed up against the Grizzlies. So I don't know if we get if we get game six Clay Thompson, then yeah, I'm fine. But I don't know if we're getting Game Six, Clay Thompson.
1: <laughs> it it is crazy. I I remember watching that. It's just kind of off topic. Watching the Grizzlies series, and there were a couple games where Poole, Curry, and Clay all dropped over thirty points. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of. I think we were still together at that point in Maryville, mm-hmm. and I was like, "If they're playing like this, no one's gonna." There's be no way. And we've yeah, not seen think... that trio yet. Now maybe the Celtics are just too good of defensively to let that happen. But we might see that here or Game Seven. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, and Poole is too weak defensively to let that happen in that they can't, I mean, he played 14 minutes at 14 points, which is, you know, that's crazy mm-hmm. to to do that. And he had that another insane buzzer beater three, but he is hunted every time he's on defense and he yeah. cannot play defense. And the Celtics are just simply too good offensively to have Jordan Poole on the floor more than mm-hmm. 20 minutes a game. So yeah, they're going they to exploit sure. that for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They already, Steph is a good defender. He's not amazing by any stretch. He's undersized, but he's a good defender and he works pretty hard. Um, and they even hunt him on switches. So mm-hmm. Jordan Poole's in there. That's, that's like a piece of meat to them. They're just going to go at that every time
1: I'm seeing conversation. Do you think Damon green is a hall of famer?
0: People are talking um, about it. I'm seeing, I don't know if I can weigh in on this without being, extremely biased what i will say is one draymond green is at the end of his career he is in the twilight of his career for sure his body is taking a lot of mileage he's got um, gray hair <laughs> but draymond green had at like a 30 he had 32 points and like 15 boards and seven assists in game seven of the nba finals against the Cavs. and draymond green is one of the five or six smartest basketball players i think to ever play which is the only reason he's still playing now because his body athletically cannot keep up with Mm -hmm. the other guys on the court and he can't shoot. Um, But I think, yeah, I think with the amount of success Draymond's had and that those teams don't work without him. So I don't know if he's first ballot, but in my opinion, Draymond Green would be a hall of famer. I think you would have to put him there. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's, there's guys in the hall of fame right now um, that are, that got to the hall of fame and they're not that good. I'm I, Antoine Jameson, I think, is in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, let me I check that and make sure I'm. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Antoine like every Jameson once in, in a while, you have kind of someone like slip in, you know.
0: Or, no, okay. Is, and, hold on. Yeah, he's in the college basketball Hall of Fame. Never mind. That was bad. But there's guys that are in the the NBA Hall of Fame, I will say, is one of the easier sports Hall of Fames to get into. Okay. Um, I, would, I think baseball is probably the hardest, but that's just because the way that baseball chooses to go about picking the Hall of Famers is the stupidest way they could possibly do it. And guys like Barry Bonds aren't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, and then football is probably next. I would say basketball is one of the easiest to get in. Okay. I think Draymond gets in, but not first ballot.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. I was just curious. I know there's those co- you know commentators love to spark oh, yeah. debate. Well, so. And
0: and that is all everybody's going to talk about as soon as the finals are over they'll do the legacy for whoever won and whoever lost, and then they will do the Hall of Fame conversations for all the old players. You know, if the Celtics win, we're going to be hearing, is Al Horford a Hall of Famer? Um, and if the Warriors win, we're going to be hearing Steph's legacy and is Draymond Green a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Uh, they got to talk about something. So.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: All right. So that was that was a lot of NBA Finals talk, but now we're going to take a, take a quick little break and then we're going to talk about what we said was the most anticipated star wars project since force awakens um that a lot of people are disappointed by that's obi-wan kenobi coming up right after this break all right welcome back to what do you want to watch we're about to talk about the obi-wan kenobi show that's airing on disney plus we're four Episodes in of the six episode season. There's been rumors that there's a season two confirmed, but I don't know that Disney's actually confirmed that. So right now we're just going off the basis that this is the first four and that maybe this will be it. It'll be a miniseries. David, how have you felt about this show so far? I've really liked it. Um, I think, I don't know.
1: I think the big thing for me is one, obviously I want quality Star Wars. But, two, I just like new Star Wars in that just the graphics and the cinematography just kind of blows me away and mm-hmm. uh there are certain scenes i mean if you haven't even if you haven't seen it, you can assume just with the lightsabers and how they've uh how how the lightsabers look and just the cinematography specifically uh within the show has kind of blown me away and i just I love that specifically, but overall, I've enjoyed it um people have right you kind of see it. It's kind of slow to start. People have said, or if you've watched it, you'd probably agree. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of needed. Like, they got to remind people, okay, this is where this is at in the timeline. Y- you you got to introduce there's been time since Order 66. Stuff's happening. He's got to yeah. lay low. He's going to lose some of his mojo. Like, this stuff is going to happen. You can't just, oh, episode one, they're fighting. Like, that's you can't just do that, you know. So I think mm-hmm. that's why people are not liking it because they're impatient
0: yeah yeah i would agree with that i would also agree that i think one of the biggest problems that we have right now and and i've seen a lot of other people say this is that in game and no way home have set our expectations so high for getting exactly what we think we want Mm -hmm. in shows and in movies um and so a lot of people just had this image of what this show was going to be, that it was going to be and myself included, I'm one of those people it was going to be full of Clone Wars um, backstory and flashbacks and we were going to see Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor together you know, Mm -hmm. as Anakin and Obi-Wan before the fall of Anakin and that we were going to see Obi-Wan just duking it out with Inquisitors all the time and fighting non-stop and we were going to see a lot of young Luke and you know, and part of that is the way that Disney marketed this show, but a lot of that is the way that we just wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And it's not that. Um, And I'm not a screenwriter. I don't, I'm not a TV writer. I don't write shows. So yeah, I, I don't, I think I was disappointed at first. I think I was among the camp of, I watched the first two episodes and I was like, that was cool. But like, I wanted it a lot more. Mm. And now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, I'm ridiculous for like, I, I just wanted the show to be what I wanted it to be. And wasn't trying to like evaluate it on whether, whether it's actually good or not. I was just evaluating whether it lived up to my personal goals or not, which mm. is, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. What have been your thoughts on Vivian Lyra Blair, the, the actress who's playing Leia? What are your thoughts on her? Oh my and God, that casting?
0: God. She's the best part of this show. Yeah. Um, the, the mannerisms, the sarcasm, the tone, the intelligence, uh, all of that stuff is essential to Princess Leia. And that's why it's so difficult to recast. I think it's easier when they're kids. Mm. Like you can recast a person you've only known as an adult and stuff as a kid because you know we've never seen them as a kid. Yeah. Kids are weird. Kids are different. But yeah, I think she's been great. And anybody that's been complaining about her, um, about young Leia in the show, I think she's been the best part. I mean, I love when she's on the screen. Yeah. I, I think she's hilarious. Um, I think th- she's a pretty talented child actor. Um, and she's been asked to do a lot in the show. And I don't think there's ever been a moment where I was like, ooh. The only thing that was bad was that chase um, that happened when she gets kidnapped. And that, spoilers, for the first episode. but Like um, how she was outrunning three full yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But that's not, that's not the actress's fault. That's, no, the... Whoever the fight choreographer's fault or whoever came up with that sequence. But I think she's been great.
1: No, I agree. I think it's kind of freaky because, like, this is literally Princess Leia. Like, the backhanded, the sarcasm, like, um, kind of like they did such a good job of, like, writing that script for her. And she did such a good job of understanding the character as what she can't be more than. I mean, she's (laughs) got to be
0: like nine or 10, right? I think the actress is like 10.
1: And, like, for her to understand. Um, she was born in 2012, so she's oh my gosh. <laughs> she's wait, her birthday is June 4th, so she just had okay, yeah, she's she's 10. She is
0: now 10. Yeah, that's insane.
1: Yeah, she's she's a good little actress, and I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her in more future films. But uh, no, I've really I've really enjoyed every casting. Moses Ingram, I've seen, has been getting some hate. She, I think I, she's really good too. I don't understand that because I think I think she's done a pretty exceptional job. Uh, and uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I've really not been upset, really, with any of the casting. Here's the other other thing that I think people have a problem with. You're not supposed to like all villains. Mm -hmm. You're not even supposed to think all villains are cool. Yeah. And for some reason, when they want, first of all, they want Vader to be the main villain. But Vader is kind of like the shark in Jaws, I think, in that we always want more, but maybe less Vader is actually more Vader. It's Mm. better when he's not in it all the time, because if he is, then it starts to lose its kind of awe power when he shows up. Mm. But Reva is supposed to annoy you. She's supposed to frustrate you. She's a twerpy little brat. Like That's how they're portraying her. They're portraying her as a person who's just power hungry and whiny and driven and annoying and disobedient. And that's who she is. So if you're like, I don't like the actress, she's annoying. That's her character, dummy. Yeah. That's what she's supposed to do. Like
1: mission accomplished. She did what she is supposed to do.
0: Yeah. And we can, we're going to talk about fandom later. Um, But the fact that Star Wars, which I think in the past has not done a good job of addressing the racism and bigotry from Mm -hmm. fans um, that have, that have really harassed their actors off of social media at certain points. Daisy Ridley deleted Instagram because misogynists were just nonstop mm-hmm. harassing her about her portrayal of ray in the sequels they had to actually respond and be like hey can we not be racist about the black character that we have in the show mm-hmm. like are we kidding moses ingram is getting death threats because you're mad about a star wars show yeah uh if you're a person who's mad about that kindly never watch anything ever again yeah, yeah. i just don't i hate that they had to do that mm-hmm. but i think she's been good and i think ewan's been good too yeah, I think he's been really good. Yeah, that's I think, just just not re-
1: without really thinking about what I'm about to say. I think he maybe be under the most pressure because like there's this expectation of seeing him in the, uh, absolutely the original movies, and he's got to uphold that and like, kind of keep the same character and one which he's left, which one he hasn't been a part of for 20 years. He's had to revisit that and kind of get back in that mindset, mm-hmm. and uh, f- I yeah I think so far he's just done a very good job. I'm hoping. I want to see more. We got two more episodes though. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: We'll yeah. see. I think and I think that was part of the expectations that I came in with but I was like, I just wanted Obi-Wan to be like old Obi-Wan, like mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars, like making clips and like fighting people. No, he's been exiled for 10 years trying to hide so he doesn't get killed. Like he hasn't used the force in a long time. Once he watched then. all of his friends died, everything was shut off. Like he tried to shut himself off in the forest. And I think Ewan's doing a good job of taking a character that he has played before and having to portray that person in a completely different light, yeah. which is not easy to do and not something that people receive well often, but I think he's doing something great. Yeah. The only question that I would have is why did they bring back Hayden Christensen? Cause they haven't really used him. He's mm. not even the body actor for the, bo- they have a body double for stunts for Vader, uh, and. Like, I'm sure he's in some of the scenes, but he's not doing the action scenes. And then it's not his voice, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, like, are we going to see a flashback? Like, why did they make a big deal about bringing Hayden Christensen back? That's the only question I would have.
1: Yeah, honestly, looking at the cast list, I'm seeing, right, Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader, six episodes. But I'm also seeing James Earl Jones, Darth Vader,
0: four episodes. Hmm, That's weird. Yeah, it is. That's very weird. Well, I heard that it's not... I, I'm not heard. I actually read that that's not James Earl Jones' voice. Interesting. Um, it's the same thing uh, if, for those of you that have seen Top Gun Maverick. Um, it's the same thing they did with Iceman with Val Kilmer um, and that they're using already pre-recorded lines of dialogue and stuff and they're mixing them to make new dialogue. That's insane. Uh, Val Kilmer, who has suffered from throat cancer, is to the point where he can't even speak at all. Hmm. Um, so the scene where he speaks in Top Gun Maverick is not him, but I think James Earl Jones, who is north of 90 at this point, would not sound the same. Um, So they've been doing that. But so far, that's been pretty pretty good because it's noticeable. If you go back and watch Rogue One, it's noticeable that James Earl Jones is older because Vader kind of sounds a little off. Mm. And you're like, yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. But I just – say they do end it here at
1: six episodes. Like, I just – I'm, I'm, I am surprised with the, with the hype and the that this show gets. Like, why, why just 6 Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's the.
1: Cause they could do a lot. They're... They got a lot of to work with here and they could do eight, 10, 12 episodes if they wanted.
0: Yeah. I think six isn't enough to let the show breathe. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's not. You either need to do eight episodes, do a movie. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, because it feels like sometimes when you're at six, you don't want to dive into too much stuff. So it feels like you're stretching out parts that don't need to be as long to fit six episodes. Yeah, eight, you have a little bit more room. But if you did a movie, you could condense that into one thing. So I don't. Disney is not making a Star Wars movie until the the Taika Waititi project that was announced that I think is getting released. They said the release date is late, 2023, early 2024, well, somewhere around there. So. It'll be over a year before that's even, we even see a trailer or anything for that. Mm. But I, yeah, I don't, lo- I don't love this idea. I also, this is another question that I have for you. Do you think the show would be better received if they dropped all six episodes at once and people could just watch it all the way through instead of the weekly complaining that nothing is happening? Because when you binge watch a show, you don't notice that there's slow episodes as much or in your opinion, slow episodes. If you're watching it all the way through, like I watched the first part of season four of Stranger Things, and like one sitting, I watched it. I was just and it was beautiful, that, like Saturday. It was art. And I loved it. <laughs> but I'm sure that if it came out weekly, it would be like, "Yeah, that episode was kind of boring. That was kind of a mm. filler thing. That episode wasn't great." Like, I wonder if, you know, I like this anticipation of week to week releases, but I wonder if it's negatively impacting the show reaction because people are like, well, that was a filler episode. I mean, you heard that with Mando. They would mm-hmm. complain about Mandalorian episodes being filler.
1: I hadn't thought about that. That's really a good point. Well, it's interesting. You talk about those comments about Mando looking back now, though, we don't remember if there was an episode, right? Cause oh, we just right, remember yeah. the finale. Remember the show as a whole. So that, no, that, that is interesting, but you know, obviously marketing and and views and money-wise, right? It makes it better for them to s- stretch this out. But I do wonder, like, oh yeah. if they did drop it, like even like a three episodes, three episodes or something, or a two, four, six, like it might get might might be received uh, better.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that that's something they need to evaluate, and I also agree. I think they need, I think they need more episodes to let a series really go. Because didn't Moon Knight have the same thing, right? yes i think it only Where had six night i think moon Knight was six and it felt like moon Knight. i i liked the show but it felt like we were sprinting to the finish and then everything was getting figured out and we the last 10 minutes of the last episode were the big fight and showdown and that was it yep you know it didn't feel like we had time to breathe it just feels like they have to resolve these things so quickly so
1: yeah six episodes
0: people are going to watch make more make more yeah. episodes
1: yeah it's like oh I don't are we sure we can you know budget this much for this much amount of episodes like dude it's Star Wars like mm-hmm. you are,
0: you are gonna make <laughs> your, yeah, the I, base I don't, needed I'm pretty sure, you know that Kenobi broke the record like the first two episodes broke the record for like most watch within 24 hours just something on the platform you know it's not they're not having that problem so yeah I don't know why um, what are you expecting out of these last two I really do think we're it's, we're gonna see the big fight. I think I
1: think they will give us that. They they've been building towards it, and there's been a couple interactions. Ooh, got away. Ooh, this happens. I think they're gonna give us a pretty. I'm 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 setting the expectation. I think they're gonna give us a pretty BA like mm-hmm.
0: big final battle. I really do. What are mm-hmm. you thinking? I I think that's true too. I think Vader kills Reva. I don't think Obi Wan kills Reva. I think Vader mm-hmm. kills Reva for failing him. Um and yeah, I think we get a big confrontation. I think we also get a Clone Wars flashback at some point. And I know that could just be me wishful thinking, but I think they have Hayden Christensen. They're trying they're gonna try to do something, at least expand on I mean, they did that opening order sixty six thing mm-hmm. and they just left it. Yeah. You know, they haven't done anything with it since then. So it's either gonna connect to to Reva or I think it's going to connect to Obi Wan and Anakin. So
1: has Hayden Christensen made an appearance at all? I guess I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. But... His
0: his face has made an appearance in a third episode when then like Obi Wan was looking into the distance and seeing that mirage mm. kind of and he saw like the guy in the robe turn and it was Hayden Christensen's face and he was obviously in the big like prequels um montage that happened at the beginning of the first to be like a recap. But other mm-hmm. than that, no. His he himself i think maybe his back has appeared in the episodes like whenever they're putting the suit on vader maybe that is hayden christensen hmm. but other than that i don't think so so i don't know hmm. interesting yeah i'm really curious i really don't know i don't know i'm
1: curious I'm with excited. tonight actually this yeah uh, tomorrow we'll have the new episode and then the final one next week so i don't know hmm. we'll see yeah
0: yeah, I'm not watching it. I I did the. I stayed up late for the first one, but I have not stayed up late for the subsequent releases.
1: Oh, I can't. I'm. It's not in college anymore, and I actually just have a job. I have to get up. I
0: I say that, and I'm going to a movie at nine o'clock tonight. That's two and a half hours long. Which one? Are you, what are you watching? I'm watching Jurassic World Dominion, which I was excited about, and now I'm not excited about. After seeing Jurassic Park, but I watched Jurassic Park on sunday and now i'm kind of excited again so we'll see yeah we'll, we'll see what happens
1: hey man all right no we're... matter how bad the movie is dinosaurs chasing people's entertaining
0: that's that's true dinosaurs are always cool i'll yeah. be a dinosaur kid at heart forever come on all right so we're gonna take uh, another quick break and then we're gonna talk about another disney plus show that actually just had its first episode last week that may have been overshadowed by Kenobi. That's Miss Marvel. We're gonna talk about the first episode and what we're excited for, what we're dreading maybe about this show. So catch us on the flip, I guess. All right, it's on the flip and you're catching us. Uh Come on. so we're gonna talk about Miss Marvel. Uh, David just watched the first episode today, I believe. Yep. I watched it um, sometime at the end of last week. I think, I think Friday, Thursday, maybe, maybe Thursday. Um, yeah. What What were your thoughts? I uh,
1: I think I enjoyed it. I just I don't know how. I just didn't know about it. Like even like seeing now, like watching it and like seeing the characters in the TV show. Like I don't remember seeing their faces on. You know, like, advertisement, I, I don't remember, like... Because, you know, like, for, like, obviously, Loki, these other shows, it's, like, dude, for, like, three months we've been, like, advertising this. And, like, I mm-hmm. saw, like, watch Miss Marvel, and I was like, what's that? You know? So maybe that's just yeah. my... Maybe I'm just, like, ignorant and wasn't paying attention, but I really just didn't even know where this came from, and, and it kind of seems like a forgotten, like, side show almost. You know? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I understand that. I think that part of... We've already talked about this, but part of the reason... One... The focus was on Kenobi Mm -hmm. for what was being released. And also you have The Boys is coming out with its third season Mm -hmm. as well, which is another show that's already established. Stranger Um, Things. so And Stranger Things is coming out. So Miss Marvel kind of had an uphill battle there. Two, there's not like a big name star in this show or a character we've already seen. So like Moon Knight, nobody knew who that character was, but it's Oscar Isaac. You know mm. a, a big time star so people were paying attention to that and then all the previous ones were shows about people we had already seen before and this one is different this one's new and yeah i think it kind of got overshadowed a little bit but I, I would known about it i was excited for it i watched the trailer um the and moment blinding lights hit i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be interesting <laughs> yeah uh, and i i like it so far i like it that it's different i like that the tone is is different um i've heard some people call it a disney channel show i wouldn't say that first of all the production value and the acting is way higher than the well, that Disney is, channel that show. is true but i like that it feels authentic to the teenage experience in a way that none of these other ones it's not a lot of these mcu shows have tackled some really dark topics it seems like they've gone pretty dark with the shows mm. um and I don't I don't think that this one's gonna go that way, but I think it's I think it's funny so far. I, I like the lead actress. Um, and also watching her in any interviews. I don't know if you've seen any interviews with I haven't. her since. Uh, you should go back and watch them. She's a humongous Marvel fan. Really? Um mm-hmm. yeah, big like comic book fan has actually argued with Kevin Feige about some of the stuff that he's put in movies that she says is inaccurate um that's bold (laughs) so yeah and she actually disagrees on which universe the movie takes place in she says that it's not 616 that the marvel is like 19999 or whatever that's the mcu i don't know she's funny she's Uh really likable off screen and then on screen you know i think it's i i just enjoyed the first episode Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of a classic girl doesn't know she has powers. Girl figures out she has powers. You can predict a plot, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah.
1: I like, I, I enjoyed it and I I did the same thing for you. I liked how it was different. It almost, I don't know if this is the same. I got like spider into the spider verse vibes. Like as soon as you start watching, mm-hmm. like this is, this is a little different. Like mm-hmm. uh, this isn't your classic, like uh movie Marvel movie that we've been used to. And uh, I would say it's catered towards a younger audience like we yes. can still watch it and we probably will still enjoy it. I definitely think this is catered more towards like middle school, high school uh and uh you know we mm-hmm. can we can enjoy it kind of as on the side, but it just seems a little younger and uh which that's like that's not an issue cuz there are many age no. there's a wide variety of age groups that watch this, so they're like why wouldn't we cater towards that, you know.
0: Yeah. I think that a lot of um then this dovetails into our fandom discussion at the end, but I think a lot of People think that everything is made for them, that's a part of this IP that they like. So like all the Star Wars shows are made for anybody that ever has loved Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff is made for people that love Marvel and all the DC stuff, that's not true. Like uh, Miss Marvel is a show that, yeah, it's geared towards younger audiences. And if you don't like it as an adult, maybe it's because you don't think it's good, but maybe it's because you're not the target audience. Mm. Maybe you're not the people that they're trying to get to watch the show. It's the same thing with movies like The Joker, okay? The Joker is not for everybody that loves DC comics. You know, that's a movie for people that probably don't really like superhero movies that much, um, or a movie for people that like Martin Scorsese movies or something. You know, these movies are made for different audiences. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, I think you're absolutely right with the show being made for younger people. So, and,
1: and that's like, at first, honestly, like the first couple minutes, I was like, I, I said, like, this kind of seems like, like Nickelodeon, like, you know, and I had to kind of I I kind of started to realize that, like, okay, not this may not be catered towards me, and, like, mm-hmm. I just had to sit back and just try to watch it, and, you know, towards the end, it's like, okay, I think I might be able to enjoy this, like, I'm going to give it more episodes, give it a chance, you know, understanding mm-hmm. that, like, I'm not supposed to just fall in love with everything that Marvel drops, like, there are so many different yeah. types of people and different ages and stuff, like, that they have to... To cater towards. So just understanding that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's another thing. It's, it's another movie. It's another show. It's another thing for representation, which we talk about a lot. And I think that it's important, but you know, that this show doesn't mean a lot to me, but I've seen tweets from people, you know, um, young Muslim women, uh, uh, Pakistani people who say like, it's so cool for them to see themselves represented on the screen in a, you know, a mainstream film in a superhero way that they've never seen before, mm. you know, they, a character they can identify with, somebody that they've even grown up reading all the comics and stuff, and now they get to see them in person and know that this big company cares about them and cares that they get to watch it, um, and I think that's really cool, so mm-hmm. I always will think that's cool. Um, if people... Coming at you with the let's just talk about fandom now. Let's just move let's into do it. it now. because yeah, we, we might as well. This kind of dovetails into I don't know this could be perceived by me, but have you been seeing the the term MCU and woke thrown around a lot with recent Marvel projects? Or am I just in the wrong part of the internet? I i think I've
1: seen the MCU. Actually, that sounds familiar. I think I have seen that hashtag on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm. And So that's normally labeled, it. it's pretty much been every recent thing since, I think, Endgame. Even before, Captain Marvel was much maligned by a lot of people. But it's this group of people um, that seem to be very large, but even if they're not large, they're very vocal, that have this desire to complain about forced diversity in projects. Um, And there's the same people that complain about Moses Ingram and Star Wars. Um, but are complaining about how the MCU is woke and is catering to these other groups of people and is, you know, making content focused on f- forcing diversity down your throat. First of all, if you think that you're a moron. Second of all, they're just telling different stories. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not every story is about a white guy. Um, mm-hmm. Well, even so, in the comic books, like that's not the case right right and they, it's not forced diversity when it's in the comic book but whenever they make a movie out of it like i saw people were like uh you know wanda had too much screen time in the doctor strange movie the mcu fails again like trying to force i don't have, i don't hate women i just don't need them to cram like female heroes down my throat and they just need to make it organic in the story like what what she's the villain of the movie what do yeah. you want them also, to do also she's with one of
1: it. the most ba characters in the marvel universe
0: right exactly so I, I, I think we can all admit that those people are ridiculous and mm-hmm. annoying to listen to, and we don't really need them. But the question that I have is, has fandom and the internet made our entertainment worse because of expectations? The things that we were talking about before, you know, what we were looking at for Kenobi or what we want out of a movie or a TV show because we've been anticipating it for so long and we've seen trailers and we've seen leaks. Has this stuff made entertainment worse? I I
1: really do think so. Um, people, you know, get on Twitter, for example, with an idea, with a belief, and they find that group of people that believes that, and they begin to follow and you know agree and and team up almost with that system. Well, and, and they're very loud. I mean, every, and it doesn't matter what you kind of believe or what you think a show should do. I thi- I feel like everybody in some aspect is loud, and the producers and directors can see that. And I think. Mm-hmm. I think all it's done is just create pressure, which I think in turn has made can has make, uh, entertainment worse because there's all this pressure. And I wasn't around for like the Game of Thrones final seasons, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of where this came from too is there was a lot of pressure, and they mm-hmm. heard and saw, got letters, got this, that, probably expectations, um, and Game of Thrones to the Star Wars, uh, you know, last three movies to whatever. Like, you know, I, I think it has, I really do, because everybody's on social media and and um, mm-hmm. they're people too and they can see all of this stuff and, and feel the pressure from it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think you and I, we both love movies um, and we both love entertainment and we love to consume it. And it's hard. I think we both make a conscious effort to try to eliminate other opinions before we can see something for the first time at least mm-hmm. like we'll go back and look at what people are thinking but like when we're watching you know i try whenever there's a new marvel movie out to never look at the reviews yeah. to never look at how it's being received before i go watch it because mm-hmm. i yeah. want to come out there with my own opinion and then i can see what everybody else does and i i'm not even immune to that i just said that with the jurassic world movie that i'm about to go watch i'm not excited because i had a lot of people tell me it sucks mm-hmm. Unprompted, just like, yeah, this movie's not good. So I'm not super excited about it. Yeah. But I think that that just seeps into your brain and you're thinking about what everybody else is thinking of something all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's exhausting. And yeah. I agree. You're always seeing people posting their opinions about stuff, which isn't necessarily wrong. But, you know, 30 years ago, if we didn't like a movie, I would know about it. You would know about it. Nobody else would know unless they asked me. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know, there's no rotten tomatoes. There's no way for me to look up and be like, Oh, well, everybody thinks this movie sucks. I would just be like, yeah, you know, the Rocky five is trash. Yeah. And it, Cause it is, but I would think that, and the only way I would know that is if I read a film critic or watched a TV show where a film critic showed up, was like Rocky five sucks. And would be like, mm-hmm. Oh, so another person agrees with me. But now all I have to do is type in Rocky five to Reddit and I get 8,000 posts. Like why Rocky Five is social justice warrior garbage or whatever. Hmm. Like it just makes it exhausting. What I think also like
1: I, I cause I, you know, letterboxed people know that we use that. I have started um, the last like five, six months or so, like try to get a rating in my head before I see like you or other people I follow. Cause that even like affects how I rate a movie. And like, there's mm-hmm. like, like patrons on the app that are like, kind of verified people in the, in the, you know, in the movie review world. And I think that even like, I'm sure you follow Sean and like, I'm sure yeah, maybe Sean fantasy, Yeah. Sometimes I'm sure like you have an idea of a rating and then you see his, I'm, I would imagine if you see it, it before makes you pause rate it a
0: little bit. Yeah. You're I mean, like, absolutely.
1: You're like, Ooh, I may change my rating now. Like, cause just cause you saw his. And I think even that little thing of like, I go into Dr. Strange and I kind of enjoy it. And then the person I'm watching with was like, wow, that sucked. I'm like, yeah, it was okay. Like, why did I change my review? You know, yeah, you're afraid to
0: be. Yeah, I think that I've had my opinion colored by a lot of other people on, especially a lot of MCU stuff as well. Um, and yeah, I think that it's hard to get that out of your brain. It's hard mm-hmm. to not factor in what p- other people think. It's rare for me now to watch a movie, uh, which is why I try not to look at movies before I log them, uh, before I watch them, because I, I want to have an organic review. But even when you're going in to post your review or post your star rating, you see the average star rating and then you're like, am I too low or am I too high? Should I like, it's only a four, but I thought it was a four and a half. But is it a four and a half or should I bring it down to a four? Cause that's what everybody else has. That I literally like sense. close
1: my eyes now. So I just can't see the rate. <laughs> Cause I just know it'll affect me. I'm like, I don't think anybody else cares as much, but I just don't want to be f- <laughs> swayed yeah. by it, you know?
0: Yeah, and maybe we're just crazy. But I think that another thing that comes out is what we were talking about. It's your expectations. Mm. If Spider-Man No Way Home didn't have the three Spider-Men in it, it wouldn't have mattered if the movie was good because everybody would have hated it.
1: Mm. You and know? I still think and it could that, have been a very good movie, despite, right, them, but you know,
0: we had that expectation that they have to do It's leaked. They have to do the three Spider-Man has to be mm-hmm. if they do this story and they don't do the three Spider-Man, it's ridiculous. It sucks. They can't do this. They have to do the three Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Even if that movie was the Godfather, people would have walked out of the theater going, well, they didn't give me what I wanted. So it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a uniquely franchise problem. But it's also not because I know people that hated like movies like The North Man because they thought it was just going to be two-hour version of Braveheart where it was just epic fights all the time and mm-hmm. it wasn't going to have any of the surreal stuff or different Robert Eggers touches that go into it. And then they yeah. come out and they're like, that's not what I wanted. That sucked. Yeah. Well, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: that's – I, I, c- I compare this to, like, IMDb has a goofs thing on their, like, thing, kind of like trivia, and mm-hmm. it's, like, I see that in even, like, the most highest-rated movie of all time, like, like, Shawshank or The Godfather. There's so many goofs, and, it, like, yeah. at me, like, after I enjoy a movie, I'm, like, why would I look at that? That's just going to taint my experience, and, like, of course, there's going to be goofs. Like, yeah, yeah, of course that, you know, license plate, in that little car over there that you can barely see, of course that in the 1980s, the Missouri license plate didn't do that. Like that's such a small thing. And obviously people don't hate movies simply because of that. But like to, to, to have that strong of an opinion over something small I was like, can we just enjoy the work that was put into this film? You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I watched, so I watched Jurassic Park on Sunday. Um, and I had rated it lower on letterbox initially because I was like, Everybody else thinks this is a form. Maybe Jurassic Park's not as good as I remember it because mm-hmm. I was remembering it with my five year old brain. Now I went back and watched it. Nope, Jurassic Park is one of the greatest movies ever made. That's five out of five. But the whole Raptor scene, I kept thinking about how I know that there's going to be a crewman's hand popping up by the door mm-hmm. because I had seen that. That's everybody's like movie mistakes. Everybody points out that mistake is like there's a crew guy's hand pushing the Velociraptor puppet through the door and you can see his hand and it made the final shot and it's in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for it. And I was so annoyed with myself that I was looking for it because Mm -hmm. this is a movie that I love and a movie that I want to be wrapped in, especially Jurassic Park. Like it's a movie you just have to sit and kind of try to put yourself in because it's a movie about dinosaurs. It's ridiculous to think about actually. But it's amazing if you're just in the experience. And I was intentionally trying to take myself out of the experience because I saw some stupid movie mistake Mm -hmm. that I knew I could point out. Like, oh my gosh, that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. why am I doing that? Yeah, that's I tough. I think it makes entertainment worse.
1: And I think we hear it so much and see it so much that we just naturally begin to do the same thing, you know? Despite mm-hmm. how vocal we are, like, about not liking that and not wanting to do that, I think we just naturally see that and kind of turn into that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to be, like, a I don't know if you know the YouTube channel sins mm-hmm. I used to watch that thing all the time. I can't watch it anymore not because some of their criticism wasn't valid or because some of their jokes weren't funny, but like I found myself watching movies through that lens of trying to pick every little thing apart and see Mm -hmm. is this logical, is this logical? Here's another aside that I think people forget. We're not logical people. Not every character in a movie is going to make the best decision. Why didn't the character do this instead? Because they were in a tense situation. You wouldn't make the right choice in a tense situation either. So get up off their back.
1: I'm very bad about that in like horror movies. I get so frustrated. But, like, yeah, dude, if Michael Myers, this crazy guy in a white mask, had a knife and was walking after me, like, I wouldn't make the smartest decisions either. I'd be just insanely freaking out and just hyperventilating. And, like, I can't expect him yeah. to be like, hmm, all okay, right, next step. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So.
0: And also, all movies are not real, they're fake. <laughs> like, some of them try a lot to lock Except for be Pearl realistic. Harbor. But, like, I'm tired of people debating. I saw someone's like, I can't watch Star Wars because there's sound in space in Star Wars. And there's not actually sound in space in real life. Are you really? This is what's going to ruin the space wizard movie for you is the Uh, lasers go pew. Not the glowing beams that can
1: cut someone in half on the (laughs) touch, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or the force or traveling at light speed or any of this other stuff you can't get over the fact that the things make noises in space. <laughs> like I just, I just can't. And I do the same thing. I'll dissect and be like, that doesn't make sense in this reality. That doesn't make sense. Cause they said this, then how can this be true? Like, I don't know. Maybe this is just about me ruining movies for myself, but I, I maybe, um, maybe people should just take a break from the internet when they watch stuff. Yeah, we do that. Like
1: as soon as it drops like in game, I know we just didn't get on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm.
0: And I've even started now whenever I watch a movie, I put my phone somewhere where I can't reach it. Mm. I have to, because if not, I'll pick up my phone like anytime. And even if it's like not over, like I'm bored and I don't want to watch this, but I'll be like, I recognize that actor. I'm going to look up who that actor is and what other movies I've seen them in and stuff. Mm. I'm like now I don't do that because I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So I try to put my phone away. Mm. That's why I love going to the movie. The movie theater, this is why you should go to the movie theater. Because yeah. it's difficult to ruin the experience for yourself. Yep. You know, it's not socially acceptable to have your phone on. You're not probably going to be watching stuff in between. There's no way you can pull your phone out. You're not talking to anybody else. You can't get distracted. You just got to sit there and watch because that's what you're supposed to do because you, you paid for you, it. You either
1: watch or you fall asleep. Like you have two options. Right. <laughs> right. And I think this so. is what made Top Gun so incredible. And that's something that, like, I don't think it would have been as good at home, but also like in this theater experience, the big screen, the surround sound, the the pitch black, like I legit like felt like I was in top top gun, uh, the world of top gun. Like, yeah, you thought I you for, were in the plane. You yeah. felt like
0: you were in the F 18 and yeah, for two absolutely. and a half hours,
1: I was like, it's so weird. To, I mean, people know what I'm saying though. Cause they've all experienced this. Like I was in, I was there for like two and a half hours. And, and you just forget that you're sitting in a movie theater and it's like, one that's how you know a, a movie is accomplished its its goal. But like that's why like the movie theater is so important and why these fandoms are dangerous. Because like I didn't have an expectation. I I knew what the I knew the effort that Tom Cruise put into this movie and the you know mm-hmm. um, the the realistic and the cameras that they put in the planes. But besides that, I was like, I hope this is really good, and and it was.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the I think one of the true. The internet made that movie better for me too. Um, I think I've seen a lot of people just point out some fun stuff in that movie, Mm -hmm. but that was one of the experiences where I feel like nobody, not that I've seen people weren't trying to pick it apart. There wasn't the discourse like, is Top Gun Maverick actually really bad guy? (laughs) We're all like, no, that was like, not the smartest movie I've ever seen in my life, but that was super entertaining and everything I wanted it to be. Absolutely. And it was much better than the original movie, which if you go back and watch is nostalgic but not good yeah it's cheesy like, it's, it's pretty clunky it's corny the action set pieces are fine but the the romance is not believable like a lot of st- stuff about the original doesn't age well but the new one was just so universally loves it was like joyous like mm-hmm. everybody was happy when they got out of that movie nobody was pissed and i think you got people like it seems like at least 25 30 percent of people come out of marvel movie nowadays and they're like well that's not what i wanted classic marvel why was that weird? Like, that's not, I didn't like that. Yeah. There were people coming out of no way home. Like they didn't spend enough time with Toby Maguire. Really? Mm-hmm. Are like, are we doing this now? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: well, get off the internet. Yeah. And if you're listening, you can tell that, Nathan and I haven't done this in a while, nor talked in a while, because we were over an hour, and we could probably just go for another hour, because we love to yeah. talk about this thing, oh, these things, and absolutely. we haven't been able to, but yeah, no, that's, it's something I've noticed, and I think it's things that just aren't talked about, but people know about, like the fandom mm-hmm. thing,
0: you know, so. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I've been getting overly upset, because I've seen a lot of people just ripping into Kenobi, and ripping into, and and you cannot like something, that's fine, And you can even have valid criticism of something you don't enjoy. But when all your criticism is just, this is what I would have done instead, it's just very exhausting. And we all love to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I would have done to make this movie better. None of us can. Yeah. Like none of us have the ability. I can't be like, yeah, I didn't really like Hateful Eight, Quentin. I would have done this instead. I don't know how to freaking do that. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, your ideas sound cool on paper, but if we put them in a movie, they might suck too. Yeah. It's like they're, so, specifically Quentin, like he's one of the greatest directors for a reason.
1: So like, yeah, you might not have liked certain aspects, but respect the stuff that he did mm-hmm. and the work he put in for that movie, you know?
0: Yeah, like I wouldn't, I, I think I, I've studied a lot about, about film and I, I watched a lot of movies, obviously, and a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And I could not even begin to know how to make a movie, mm-hmm. you know? Like I couldn't even begin the process. And I think that it used to be in my life that sports was the most toxic like sports fans were labeled as like people that were you know ridiculous not logical at all everything was based off emotion if things didn't happen exactly the way they wanted to they were shouting that the player should be dead or stuff like that mm-hmm. no i experienced that and i think that in a way like the movie fans specifically mcu and star wars has overtaken that and like god these people are never happy mm-hmm. like ever at least football fans are happy like when the Chiefs win, there's at least the two hours afterwards where we're like, who gives a crap? We just won a game. Yeah. Now, when they make a good movie, like I think the Doctor, most recent Doctor Strange was, whether you think it was amazing or not, I think it was entertaining. And we come out of that and instantly people are like, I wish they would've done this. I wish they would've done that. I wish they would've done all these things differently. They don't give it a chance to breed and actually try to enjoy anything because yeah. they just want to fill it with all their ideas. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. exhausting. It is. And it, it's not going away it's going to keep happening you know it, it it's fine to have a theory it's fine to have an idea about what's going to go on but when you're mad that that's not what happened that your prediction isn't exactly what played out on screen then you're ridiculous yeah
1: yeah take a chill pill that's yeah what I always say actually I don't say that ever so I'm not sure why I just
0: said that but no I've never heard you say that
1: <laughs> oh well this was fun I think that's it yep. And, uh, hey, we started it. I think we're probably going to continue it. We'll see you probably next week. Uh, Sunday yeah. is game seven. Um, possibly. Possibly but game if needed, seven.
0: If needed. In so,
1: I mean, whether it finishes game six or seven, we'll probably talk about it Tuesday. It's the final yeah. game of the championship. Like, It'll probably be talked about. And then we'll get another Kenobi episode. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep you on your yeah, toes. Yeah, we'll see.
0: We can. We may try to do a different, different kind of episode to see what you know. Maybe we'll. I was thinking we could do maybe favorite movies of the year so far or something. Mm-hmm. You know, new releases that we've seen, stuff like that. Yeah. But we'll we'll come up with something. But definitely expect some NBA finals talk on the next episode as well.
1: For sure. But uh, this has been what do you want to watch? Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, even though I've not done a good job of doing anything with that account, uh, just. Give us some laws. We've been busy. Come on. We've been busy. Uh, but we will see you next week. Bye.